T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 76ers TV analyst. You also know him from CBS Sports. And also, Westwood One, the great Allah Abdel-Nabi. Now, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Allah, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Well, I must admit, I have not paid a tremendous amount of attention to the Sixers so far because for most of the year, I I didn't think much about, you know, we're not to the point where I think a lot about the Sixers. So just in terms of how they've played recently, you know, what, what has kind of been the recent feeling in Philly on the Sixers? Well, I think it's nice to be healthy and it's nice to have everybody available. And I think if you look back, on the way the season started for them, they kind of stumbled out of the blocks. They were, you know, they were beset with Joel Embiid first off because he had plantar fasciitis over the summer. So he didn't come into camp in great shape. And then as soon as the season starts, you lose your two main guards and Harden and Maxi. So the Sixers have just been kind of plugging holes for, I would imagine the first two months of the season until they finally got guys back. They really didn't get guys back. Um, until about four weeks ago. And then I think you started to see them play some of their better basketball just because of the fact that they've been consistently out on the floor together. I think that goes a long way when you're trying to play your five um, out on the floor for an extended period of time. You're finally getting a chance to do that. Allah, here in Cleveland, we're just finally getting back to having expectations for the Cavs. Uh, you know, four years removed from LeBron leaving for the second time here. But you look in Philly. Um, Joel Embiid is is such a powder keg and such a phenomenal player. And, you know, I, I, the last couple of years, the Sixers have kind of topped out in the conference semifinals. So I'll ask you, is there, how much pressure is there in Philadelphia to make this the year where the Sixers break through and either uh, end up in the uh, NBA Finals, maybe win an NBA Finals, or even just get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, I think there's a lot of pressure. I think that, the, you know, there's... Pressure comes from expectations, and the expectation level in Philadelphia because of the talent we have um, is high. And, um, yeah, you, you see it in the way that the city follows the team. Um, when they do struggle and hit bumps in the road, the fans will let you know about it. Um, that doesn't happen in a lot of other places. So I think they, they, they get upset because of 
um, the expectations. And when you don't meet them, um, you're going to hear about it. So, um, yeah, dropping out in the second round the last couple of years has been um, a disappointment in Philadelphia. And I know for a fact that they're looking to go a lot further. But I don't even think in Philadelphia they're looking just to get past the second round. I think they're trying to win it all. Ala, we look at this game tonight as a measuring stick for the Cavs because these two teams are jostling for the third spot in the East because, you know, if either team dips down at all, there's a chance they could be the first-round matchup. So, you know, from the Philly side, uh, is there any thought in Philly that they kind of view this Cavs game as a measuring stick the way we do kind of on the opposite side? Absolutely, because of what happened the last time out. I'm, I'm reminded of that last matchup in Cleveland um, where the Sixers started off really well in that first quarter and then just kind of looked like they lost gas, they lost energy, and the Cavs just dominated for the last three quarters of the game, and they were clearly the better team. They had more energy, and I'm also recalling um, you know, talking to some of the coaches and the front office people on the flight home after that game and um, talking about it being a schedule loss, talking about how you know this would have been a better game if it wasn't put right where it was for the Sixers because they were coming off of a tough stretch. So all that being said, whether they're excuses or rationalizations, it should make for a good matchup because the last time they, these two teams played, the Cavs were the better team. Ala Abdelnabi, 76ers, TV analyst, Westwood One, CBS Sports on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline as we get you ready for Cavs and Sixers tonight in Philadelphia. So when we talk about the Cavs, are the Cavs closer to a team you would want to see in the first round if you're Philly, or would maybe they fall kind of the opposite side of that, a team you wouldn't want to see in the first round if you're Philly? I, well, I can't speak for them. I can only speak for myself and say any team with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell with Jared Allen, too, is healthy, um, is a worry. Um, there's too many pieces. The way the game is played now, it's a guard-dominated game, even though we've got a dominating big man. Um, but you've got two guys who are really good with the basketball, a really good rim protector, um, and some nice pieces in between. So, no, I wouldn't want to see the Cavaliers in the first round. Uh, that would be a worry. Ala, I love Joel Embiid. Um, one, I think he's Me one. Of, I think he's one of the great perseverance stories with all the the you know having to sit out with injuries the first couple of years, and then to watch him play. I I grew up fall in love with the NBA with Hakeem, with Shaq, with Ewing, with the Admiral. And so, you know, when I watch Joel Embiid play, I think this is a guy who could fit right in in that era and be right on there with those names. So because you played in that era and because you have paid attention to basketball for, for the better part of your life, is there a historic big that you think of when you watch Joel Embiid play? That's the thing. Like he's, is he's, he's that different. He's that unique. Um, my favorite big that you didn't even touch on because he came a little bit earlier, obviously, was Kareem. And Kareem, as great as he was, and I think we're all starting to put it in perspective how great he was with what LeBron did in regards to breaking his record. Um, Kareem never shot a three like Joel does. Kareem never brings the ball up the floor off the glass like Joel does. Um, he's probably the most skilled big guy I've, I've ever seen. Um, and he, you know, he's got such a soft touch for a guy his size that's really, really unique. So I, um, I feel honored. I feel blessed um, to be able to call his games because I know when I compare it to the other 29 teams, 
they don't have a big guy like him. And so when I do hearken back to the era I played in and look and see how the game has changed, it's nice to see a throwback big like that. But he's really not a throwback big. He's a modern-day big with what he can do beyond the three-point line and with the ball in his hands. Well, I, I do want you to know, even though I didn't get to watch Kareem at his absolute zenith, um, that I've been told enough about Kareem that my daughter, who's now in the sixth grade, she plays center, she's picking up basketball, and the first thing I taught her was the skyhook, outside of dribbling. So I, there is an homage. There is, I'm, I've paid homage to the great uh, just by <laughs> teaching my daughter the skyhook. Rightly done, rightly done. Allah Abdel Nabi, 76ers TV analyst on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. It, I'm curious how Joel Embiid won the scoring record. He's a six-time All-Star. Was it four-time um, All-Defense? The, the guy's got all this hardware, and yet somehow he's not won an NBA MVP. Uh, do you think that it is a snub that for what he's done so far in his career, this man has not won an NBA MVP? I do, um, because the game is played on both ends of the floor. And he's a better defender than any other big guy in the league. So with maybe the exception of Rudy Gobert, who's known as a shot blocker. Um, but I would also say that Joel's better out on the floor than Rudy Gobert is. Um, he moves his feet better. He's much more agile. So, again, there's an argument to be made if you're going to go with an MVP. Is it strictly just on offensive numbers? then that would be um, one way to look at it. But I think the game is played on both ends of the floor. And I'm reminded of last year's playoffs where a certain MVP was taken out of the games in the playoffs because he was a defensive liability. That's never happened in Philadelphia. So, again, you call me biased. Am I upsetting people in Denver? I probably am, but it's how I see things. No, it definitely was like choosing my favorite children because I love watching Jokic. But, yeah, Joel Embiid was the – was the NBA MVP last year. And what's so weird is usually the small market guy loses in that scenario, even if he's better, because I don't say big market bias, but that does happen. Is is it possible that in that scenario that there might be anti-Embiid bias or that he just has uh, a higher bar to clear than maybe Jokic or other centers do? Oh, I think some people in Philadelphia would tell you that it's resentment towards the process and starting that and trying to on purpose lose games to get better positions in the draft. So I, you know, whether it's paranoia, whether there's some validity to it, I think some people would, 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 would go towards that and say that it stems from league offices resentment of, uh, of the process. I don't know for a fact. I just know uh, it seems like Joel is judged differently. And that's unfortunate for him. All I do want to talk about your Blue Devils. I, I'm not rubbing salt in the wound. I have no dog in the fight here. <laughs> they are sixth in the ACC to this point. What's your confidence level that you're one of John Shire? They're going to finish higher than sixth this year in the ACC. Oh, I think they'll get better as the season goes on. I think that he's got such an incredibly young team. There's not a lot of older guys um, to kind of be an example day in and day out in practice, um, in a locker room, on buses, on planes. So they're kind of learning as they fly. And as you know, nowadays with the one and done, you get them for a short period of time. You don't get them for four years. So you've got to teach them quick. So I know that, you know, because I keep in contact with John, I know that you know the coaching hasn't stopped. So I anticipate them getting better for sure as the season goes on. So, yes, higher than six.
All right, now I'm asking you this because I, I know you, you put in your work for Westwood One and uh, you know CBS Sports for college basketball games. So uh, as I start to look ahead at my own betting, the gambling for you know it's our first year <laughs> gambling on March Madness legally in Ohio. Uh, any tournament teams, prospective tournament teams that I should keep an eye out on, or you know, and I know you can't make this bet because you work on uh, on on for a team, but maybe that I should put some future money on right now. <laughs> well, listen. Never bet against the Blue Devils, right? That's your first. That's your first thing. But I, you know, I like what Virginia's doing. There's there's some teams that are going to get better as the season gets on. But I'm still ACC friendly um, and ACC centric. I think that the no matter how the regular seasons pan out, they always seem to do well once the tournament starts. I know the easy answer is North Carolina, so we're going to take this off the board. But college basketball and the ACC has changed so much in the last 30 years. Was there a team outside of North Carolina, or what team outside of North Carolina did you hate the most when you were playing in college basketball? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, you know what? Um, we always hated the teams that we were threatened by that were good. So I remember hating Arizona, and we played Arizona every year. They had Sean Elliott. They had Muehlbach. They had... They had a lot of talent over there. Lute Olsen was doing a heck of a job over there. I remember hating Maryland with Gary Williams because they were a really good team in the ACC. Um, you don't like any of them. Let's put it that way. I didn't like State. I didn't like Wake. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't like any of them um, because I knew um, how they felt about me when they when we went into their building. They'd let you know. Virginia was another one. You'd go up to University Hall. Um, Notre Dame was another one. Joe Frederick um, was was on that team, um, the convicts and ca- Catholic um, origin and guys. So there was, you know, there was a lot of animosity around. Um, yeah, the hate flowed freely. All right, Allah, I'm asking you this because in doing my prep for our interview today, uh, I was checking out your Twitter at Allah tweets, and I and I saw something. I, this is not. There's no judgment in what I'm saying here, but I noticed that you <laughs> tweeted your love of Whataburger and Five Guys. So as as Indeed. a Cleveland. I got to ask you, have you been to Swenson's here in Northeast Ohio? I have not, so I can't judge them. Um, but from what I've heard, I've heard good things. It's just for for whatever reason, whenever we've been in Cleveland the last couple of years, it's been one and done, in and before the night before the game and then out right after. So I haven't had extended period of time to get to Swenson. All right, now this is – so you're, you guys are coming back on March 15th. So yes. I just think maybe we get a gopher – to drive out to there, there's plenty of locations, and I'm just going to tell you right now: a galley boy with some jalapeno poppers and a peanut butter wow. milkshake, and you, sir, will be leaving Cleveland with a smile on your face, whether the Sixers win or not. Okay, now may I ask you a question? Because here's what qualifies my answer when, on the tweet: was is this a? It's not a national chain, though, is it? It's like a local chain. It is a Cleveland chain, yes, sir. It's a Cleveland strictly. See, Whataburger covers a couple of states at least, so. They're not national, but they are a little bit more than just local. Um, so I think that's why, you know, I'm, again, looking for a little bit larger chain, but that doesn't mean that Swenson doesn't make a great burger. All right, March 16th, I'm, I'm expecting Keith, our producer, to get a text about the life-changing <laughs> Swenson's. Uh, either way, man, uh, really do appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, I think this might be the year uh, our guy Joel Embiid finally gets his NBA MVP. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Thanks for having me on, my man. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.